Hello, and welcome to Canada Reads American Style. I'm Shauna. And I'm Rebecca. Well, we did it. We read our second Canada Reads book for 2021. This time it is Two Trees Make a Forest by Jessica J. Lee. And actually, it, the full title is Two Trees Make a Forest in Search of My Family's Past Among Taiwan's Mountains and Coasts. But can we, before we jump into the book, can I, can I just say something about the overall competition and everything? May I say something? Um, yeah, I guess so. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you. I just want to say that, you know, last year we were really, really lucky to have Akil Augustine and George Canyon. We were so lucky to have them chat with us on our podcast. It was so exciting. So this year, of course, I reached out to all five defenders, hoping that we could get at least two, you know, at least kind of recreate what we did last year. And guess what, Shauna? Uh-oh. We got one. That's it. Oh, Only man. one person. I thought you but- were... Are you sure we should be recording this? Maybe we should discuss about this offline. (laughs) Are you serious? No. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm so bummed that we only got one. But I have to say, the one that we got is awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. This individual is fabulous. We love this person. And we love this person for so many reasons. So we just want to put it, not that any of those other defenders are listening to this podcast in any way, shape or form. We know they're not, (laughs) but if any of them are, we hope that we embarrass at least one more of them. That doesn't make (laughs) sense what I just said. I hope we embarrass at least one of them to uh, reach out to us. I, I reached out to them. They could respond and then chat with us. We would love that. So that's a call out to the other four people who did not respond to us. <laughs> anyway. All right. <laughs> so it would be bad to be like, Hey, followers, go ahead and uh, let the people know that we want to talk to them. Huh? There you go. Let's do that. Let's get all the many millions of people who listen to us, start a campaign to get the other, to get the defenders to chat with us. Wouldn't that be great? And so someday when Justin Bieber is on Canada Reads, that is my, that is my next to Sheila Rogers interview is my Justin Bieber interview. That is, <laughs> that is my goal in life. Sheila Rogers, number one, Justin Bieber, number two. Okay. So should we talk about the book? <laughs> yeah. Who's championing this one? Uh, Scott Hellman who is really interesting because I did not know who he was. In fact, to be honest with you, I didn't know who any of the defenders were. No, I I take that back. I know the one from Kim's Convenience. Uh, I know him, obviously. But uh, Scott Hellman, I didn't know, but I I went and checked him out on iTunes and I've downloaded his albums. And I love his work. I think he's a fabulous singer. So he is the one who will be defending this book. And I haven't read yet because I am way behind in catching up on all my Canada Reads stuff. Uh, I'm not sure why he selected this book, but I'm really curious about it. But the book itself is, the subtitle kind of tells you what the book is about. But basically, um, it says it's a chance discovery of letters written by her immigrant father, grandfather, leads Jessica J. Lee to her ancestral homeland, Taiwan, 
There she seeks his story while growing closer to the land he knew. And I'll let you start out, Shauna, by saying whether you thought this book transported you, which is the theme for the 21, 2021 Canada Reads competition. I think this book did transport me. She does a wonderful job of putting the landscape of Taiwan into words. And I was able to feel, granted, I've been doing a lot of hiking all last year. It's the only thing that we can do to get out of the house. So in terms of being able to hike here in Michigan versus hiking in Taiwan, I could still feel the movement of my feet, but it was able to get a different landscape view. And I actually have a couple of friends in Hong Kong who have also been hiking and they've been sending me pictures and videos. And although it's not the same terrain, it makes me feel like I am getting a little bit of a glimpse of understanding when it comes to reading the book and being able to tie it to something that's going on in my life. So I think it does, she does a really nice job of tying, because she's really telling like three or four different stories here. Not only is she telling about her grandparents, she's telling about her current hike in Taiwan, and she's also telling about the uh, natural history perspective of the, like, the historical evolution of certain things that are going on in Taiwan. So that's why I feel transported in reading this book. Well, it's interesting. Yes, that's one of the things that a lot of people have said about the book is that it's a little, it's a little chaotic in the sense that it's trying to tell too many stories at once. And I don't think it necessarily does it successfully. For me, I didn't really actually like it that much. And I'm somebody who I'm a geography major. I love, 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 love environmental histories. I read a, read a lot of nonfiction and I thought I would really like this book. Although I should say there's a disclaimer here. So I have this weird thing about islands. Like I have zero interest in islands. And when I was a student back at the University of California at Berkeley, I worked in the map library. And I remember if somebody came in and asked me for a map of some place in the world, I knew where it was. If they came and asked me about an island, I would be like, shit, I don't have a clue where that place is <laughs> because I have no interest in islands. And so I would literally have to kind of get out like an atlas, you know, and go, uh, where is this? And then kind of hunt it, hunt and peck from there, right? So I've always had this weird thing about islands. I've just, I'm not interested in them. I, they're just, they're just not on my radar, right? So when I read that this was, and it's sort of an environmental history kind of thing about Taiwan, I was like, ah, geez, it's an island. And so I know, and this is nothing against Taiwan. It's nothing against uh, the beauty of the, of the landscape and, and its history and all those fabulous things. I'm just saying I have a weird block about it. So I'm not being critical of it. I'm just saying for me, it's a block. There's a block there. So when I started reading it, I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of skim read it, but what I loved is I love the parts about her family. So the history that the sort of the history, the, the environmental stuff just didn't, wasn't as interesting to me. 
but the family history really was. But here's the point I want to make about it. For the, com for the comments where people said she was trying to tell too many stories at once and it didn't jive altogether, I was thinking about her grandfather's letters were fragmented. He sort of started writing, she said, and, and he wouldn't finish a thought here necessarily. Then it would pick up another point here. And then all of a sudden it would jump to this. It wasn't a sequential telling of his life. It was sort of fragments here and there of his life. And I really thought that's what this book is. She's, and I don't know if it was purposeful, but it feels to me like she's taken, taken fragments of all of these things, whether it was her, her hikes or her, you know, telling the history of Taiwan or the natural history of Taiwan or about her family, her grandparents, everything was very fragmented like her grandfather's letters. That's how I sort of read it. That's funny because that's exactly how I thought, like, that's why I love how it's written because that's the reason why I thought she wrote it that way. And then when you're telling me that other people are, have this different viewpoint, I'm like, well, it, I guess I could be wrong, but. No, I mean, I, I just think, well, but you have to remember too, that I ended up skim reading past a lot of it because again, I wasn't interested in the landscape really. I just personally wasn't interested in that. You know, I think if other people who read the, like read it word for word, the entire book, and they still kind of felt that way about it, I'm not really clear why, why they would have. Well, but a lot of people did say it's the idea that everybody at the end of it, the people I talked to said they wanted more about her family history, which I totally did. I sort of felt to myself, she even talked about how she really took it took her years to get this story written. She tried it in a not she tried it in a fictional form, you know, she tried to do it in different ways. And then this is what she came up with. And if it's the fragmented idea, I think she's very successful in that. I think if that's how she was trying to tell this story was the way her grandfather's letters were. I think she probably accomplished that. But all of us, many of us, that my friends anyway, that I chatted with, we all are sort of in agreement that we want more of the family history. And I really wanted that because I wanted to understand her grandfather and her grandmother more. I felt like there wasn't enough about her own mother in relationship to her, grand, her, to her own parents. So it left me wanting more, but I don't know that she if she feels that she's accomplished what she wants in telling her family's story, we may never get that, right? But the other thing I wanted to mention was I read recently a book called The Best We Could Do, which is a graphic novel. And I'm gonna I'm gonna not pronounce this name. I'm just gonna spell it. We'll put it in the notes, but it's the author's name is T-H-I, and then her last name is B-U-I. And I really don't know how to pronounce that. But it's so funny because it's a graphic novel about they, they were coming from Vietnam, they came to the United States. And it was interesting because she was telling the story about her parents in the same way that, that Jessica was telling about her grandparents. And it was so reminiscent of that graphic novel that I read where it's sort of like you have these family relationships that are painful and tragic and hard. And those stories, you know, I always say, I always say you get one shot at life, right? And when you read about people's lives and they were, they weren't maybe happy or they, people didn't get what they wanted out of it, perhaps. 
I think those are the biggest tragedies that you can encounter. And in, so it was interesting that the best we could do reminded me, the, the mother in that reminded me of the grandmother in Two Trees. So I was at least able to pull something out of it that was interesting to me. Again, I love the family story, but I was just left wanting a lot more. Yeah, you know, I actually was going to ask you about that in terms of the family stories, because I, I kind of don't think she's going to be able to provide us more. Like the rest of it would have to be fiction because she has a point and and she makes this point a, a several times over about how her grandparents or even her mom won't talk about certain things that occur in their lives. And I was thinking about that in terms of my own family. I feel like I can ask a question, but it'll either get the ring around and the it's never really answered or it, it's blank denial or blank, like never going to answer. And it's like, you know, why would I judge you for something that's occurred in your past that you probably had no control over? I'm just curious about what actually happened. And that's why I hate to kind of keep bringing it up. The best we could do, it's the same concept, which is people who have had tragedy don't want to to share that. They don't they don't want to talk about it. And so the same thing happened in, in happens in two trees. And I agree with you. I don't know that she there is any more that she can get out of it because if people aren't willing to talk, you're you're dead in the water, right? But I have to laugh about this because I think I was thinking about this not too long ago. We all have something in our past, I believe I believe I could be completely wrong, but I believe we all have something in our past that if someone doesn't know it, or if only one person knows it, it's not, it's going to die with us. <laughs> I feel like there are things that we have in our lives that no one will ever know. And guess what? It's nobody's freaking business. And so I kind of, even as much as we want to know, we want to know everything. Cause of course, who doesn't want to know everything to be able to put it into context, put your own life into context of who these people are that, you know, birthed you or raised you, et cetera. And I always think to myself, as I've gotten older and I realize there are things that will die with me that no one ever knows, right? And I think it's true about everybody. So I look at my parents sometimes and I have so many questions. And even with my grandmother, there were so many questions. And you could tell that door wasn't open. They just, they, it wasn't something they were, they weren't going to answer all the questions. And that's their right and privilege, right? Because I guarantee you, Sean, by the end of your life, <laughs> there will be things that you aren't going to be willing to share. It's just, I think it's just the nature of humanity. I really do. Right. We are such a culture of wanting to share everything and, and put it all out there, and especially in writing memoirs and stuff. But let's face it, you know, a lot of stories will die with the people who, when they die. So, right. Um, which is what will happen with, or what did happen with her. So how do you think this book is going to do in the competition? Like, do you think it's going to be out on the first day, third day? Do you think it's going to win? I don't, I don't think it can win because what's interesting is the only connection to Canada, which of course every year somebody reads a book that doesn't have anything to do with Canada and then people vote it off often first because they say, well, it doesn't really tell anything about, tells anything about Canada. So the, the only connection really is that Jessica Lee is, she's like a British Canadian Taiwanese citizen. So I don't really see 
otherwise how this is connected. So I think it's probably going to go out fairly soon, if not first. What do you think? I think it'll go out on day two. Why? What do you think is going to go out first? Uh, I don't know. I haven't gotten to read all of them yet, so oh, okay. I'll have to. Oh, I you just don't think this one. Them. So you just don't think this one will go out uh, just based on its. I mean, well, actually, though, if you think about it, Midnight Bargain has nothing to do with Canada either, right? So, yeah, now that I think about it. Yeah, you're right. So maybe that also maybe it won't go out right away. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that because I forgot. And then I don't know about the other books. Yeah, because Butter Honey Pig Bread has a, a slight connection to Montreal. And then Hench is fantasy, kind of sci-fi, right? Oh, yeah, you know, none of them are Canadian, right? Because Johnny... Uh, Johnny Appleseed, Appleseed does take place in, in lots of Canadian places, so... Okay, so really, okay, so only one out of five is really has a strong Cana like Canada connection in terms of its story. Right, Ooh. but remember, That's the theme is what book will transport you. That's and does that yeah. mean that it necessarily needs to be transporting you to Canada? No, no, you're right. I've kind of forgotten that the theme is more about going somewhere else. Yeah, you're right. So I don't think it'll have anything to do with Canada. I would like to rescind exactly what I said, 100%. Because <laughs> it's true. It's a lot of stuff is fantasy. And yeah, Two Trees is the only one that's nonfiction then. And darn it all, I love nonfiction. And so I'm kind of bummed that I didn't love it more. And, you know, but I have to laugh. I mean, this is terrible, but, you know, if it had not been on an island, I probably would have enjoyed it more. <laughs> and that's just my own personal prejudice about islands. I don't know. I, she doesn't say the word island very much. I mean, you couldn't pretend no. that it's not. No, I can't. And, you know, it's funny. I've seen, what is it? I'm up to 47 states. I've been in 47 states in the U.S. And I, I know right now, like by the time I get to the end of my life, I will only have seen 49 because I have no interest in going to Hawaii. So I, I know it's beautiful. I know it's somebody who's from there. I know many people who went there, but like I'm never going to Hawaii. I have no interest. So I'll, I'll hit 49 and then stop right there. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, how many maple leaves are you going to give this book? Okay. I gave it on Goodreads. I gave it, I gave it three. Yeah. And because I, I really did, I really did like the family story, but that's all. How about you? I give it four and I gave it four because of everything I said before. So <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, so don't forget, we want to just reiterate to all of our, our millions of fans out there, contact these, uh, these defenders and tell them they should chat with us. <laughs> <laughs> And don't forget, we're going to be chatting with all of our Canadian ladies as a recap after each night of the event for Canada Reach, which is occurring March 8th through the 11th. So we have, it's coming up real soon. Thanks for joining. Don't forget to subscribe and tell all your friends about Canada Reads American Style. Goodbye.